0: Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 275 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The introduction of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast tells you that I am the dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. Well, I am proud to announce that that high school athlete is no longer pursuing a scholarship and that he has committed to play college baseball and got an academic and athletic scholarship. Sutton, my youngest son and a senior in high school, has committed to continue his academics and play baseball at Columbia College in Columbia, Missouri. Columbia College is an NAIA-level school and plays in the American Midwest Conference. Sutton and our family are super excited to be Cougars. If you are new to the Athletic Scholarship podcast, my recruiting education interest started when my older son, Parker, signed his National Letter of Intent in November of his senior year to Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. Parker is now a senior for the Baseball Wildcats. I realize that through Parker's efforts and our family's efforts, He got to sign with a university that was not on our radar until we did some research and made some contact with coaches ourselves. Northwestern would have never seen Parker pitch if he hadn't contacted them. So I wanted to help other local student-athletes and their families go through their recruiting process and help them by answering questions on how to start, where to start, and how to navigate through the recruiting maze. I wanted to reduce the cost, the stress, and the fear of recruiting and help people save money, time, and stress through the four years of high school and the recruiting process. I ran across the Recruit Me system and John Fugler, the founder and then owner of Recruit Me. In the spring of 2020, I bought Recruit Me from John, and I continue to offer the free and inexpensive recruiting resources that he put together. Resources like this podcast, the Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the free recruiting power pack, and the inexpensive Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. Plus, the two books that John wrote. Go to recruit me.com to see all of these resources. If you are a new listener or have listened before, go back and listen to past episodes to get real life advice and experiences from both Parker and Sutton's recruitment paths. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or on recruit me.com/podcast3. Take advantage of the website's new categories to help you find past podcasts that will help you get recruited and get an athletic scholarship. Episodes that cover Sutton's recent recruiting journey that has landed him a college scholarship. There are episodes that take you on the road with us, both on college trips and with Sutton on summer ball trips. We cover college research tips, setting parameters on what Sutton wants in a college experience, writing introductory emails and updates to coaches, and questions to ask coaches. Sutton had to fill out information on the eligibility centers for both NCA and NAIA and see how Sutton built and adjusted his prospective school list and made updates on that list as he narrowed the list down throughout the summer. Sutton and I built his player profile, which you can get in the free recruiting power pack on recruit-me.com. The player profile is the student athlete's resume to college coaches. We also created his personal recruiting questionnaire and a system to keep track of college communications and all the updates. Then in episode 271, you got to peek into Sutton's unofficial visits to three colleges, and those visits led straight to his final decision to Columbia College. Here's a little background on Sutton and a review of his COVID-riddled journey that, like thousands of other high school student-athletes his age, had to traverse. Sutton and Parker are very different players, and had very different paths to college baseball. Parker is left-handed, played in the outfield, and pitched all throughout his youth, baseball, and high school. Parker had a large number of good players around him all through youth baseball and in high school, and was a starter for his high school team his sophomore year. His high school career was not affected by COVID, and he was an all-conference pitcher in both his junior and senior year of high school, and was the conference pitcher of the year in his conference and he was also the Pitcher of the Week at the Junior Sunbelt Tournament for Team Missouri as they won the championship that year in McAllister, Oklahoma. Parker also started for his basketball team his junior and senior year and was all-conference both years. He also scored a 33 on his ACT his sophomore year and was an international baccalaureate student at Ozark his junior and senior year. Sutton is a right-handed player and played his youth baseball with a lot of good players, but not the volume of players Parker did and at the highest level. Sutton wasn't as eaten up with basketball and baseball as his brother, and he didn't pitch much in youth baseball. He started to pitch more his 8th grade year. He played outfield and was a catcher most of the time. Both of the boys are fast, but Sutton's freshman year, his speed and athletic ability rose to a different level. Because of his speed and his pitching development, he dropped the catching position his freshman year. Sutton had a solid freshman campaign at high school and was looking forward to his sophomore year. After two weeks of baseball practice, that high school season was canceled. And, luckily, in Missouri and surrounding states, he was able to play all summer after his sophomore year. Sutton played on a team that took him mainly as a pitcher, but he was also able to fill in in the outfield. Many of my first athletic scholarship episodes, starting at episode 204, gave updates on Sutton's sophomore summer play and led us into his junior year of high school. I did podcasts from Melissa, Texas, from Louisville, Kentucky, from Oklahoma City, and from Lubbock, Texas. Sutton's team played a high-level schedule, and Sutton pitched, hit, ran, and fielded his way to playing consistently in the outfield when he wasn't on the mound. During this summer, the summer after his sophomore year, and during COVID, recruiting in person was halted by the NCAA and the NAIA divisions. So we continued to do research and continued to get ready for Sutton's junior year of both high school basketball and baseball. I took video of Sutton throughout the summer, But since Sutton had not fully matured, had not taken the ACT test, and didn't have varsity experience, we didn't send his introductory emails, player profile, or videos out to colleges that summer. But Sutton did have a college list developing. Sutton did attend a showcase that videoed him pitching, hitting, and running, and measured his throwing velocity, his exit velocity off the bat, and his running speed. From that showcase, he got his first contact from a college coach and we realized his running speed was above average, even in the elite speed category. So we prepared to be ready to communicate with coaches as his junior year of high school baseball started. Ozark High School is a large high school in Missouri, and the competition is tough, not only against other schools, but it is tough just to get a position on the varsity level. So Sutton played both junior varsity and varsity his junior year. The varsity squad had six seniors that are now playing college baseball, and Sutton's junior class had five teammates that potentially will play college baseball. So Sutton was limited to be the courtesy runner for the catcher on the varsity, and he got one at-bat where he was asked to lay down a sacrifice bunt. And, by the way, it was successful. The Tigers played in a very competitive conference and against teams from Arkansas and Oklahoma in their non-conference games. He got a lot of at-bats and experience at the JV level and finished the spring season strong. So as Sutton transitioned to his club team, he now had some videos to send to coaches. He had taken his ACT test and got a good score, and he had a good GPA to send to coaches. He was also physically mature enough to send his introductory information to coaches, along with his summer schedule. Sutton's introductory packet included the introductory email, his player profile, and a two-minute video of him hitting and running, and a two-minute video of his pitching. And follow-up emails were sent with the summer schedule and a link to his showcase video. As the summer season got going, in the first eight games, Sutton batted 375 with six hits. The next eight games, he got 11 hits, and his batting average rose to .485. Then in the next nine games, he really got hot, getting 13 hits and getting his average up to .522 at one time, then settling at .492. The team played a tournament in Edmond, Oklahoma, and everyone went into a slump, and Sutton went 0 for 5 in three games. But he finished the last 10 games with 11 hits, and finished the season with a 423 batting average. Sutton only went 10 games out of 39 games played without a hit. He got 41 hits, 33 were singles, 4 doubles, 2 triples, and 2 home runs, 1 home run over the fence, and 1 was an inside the park grand slam. Again, his speed on the base pass was highlighted and he added 16 stolen bases with one caught stealing. That one caught he was safe till he slid past the base. The team had a very good season and obviously Sutton did too. But no coaches came to watch, mainly because Sutton was one of three players from the class of 2022. And everyone else on the team was from the class of 2021 and all of them were already headed to play college baseball, mainly in NAIA, Division III, or JUCO colleges. But, as the season ended, Sutton and I reworked his school list and reworked his introductory email and player profile and his videos. Right after his last game of the summer, Sutton attended a showcase in Illinois at a school that was on his list. At the showcase, he ran a 6.48 second 60-yard dash. This timing was done by hand, but it was the fastest at the showcase. A couple of weeks later, Sutton was timed at school in the 60-yard dash and was hand-timed at 6.5 seconds. So with Sutton's great summer and his great running times, we met with Sutton's club coaches and compared our list of schools with their list of contacts, and they were able to contact coaches on Sutton's behalf. Sutton also attended a camp at one of the schools on his list, and he hit, fielded, and ran well at this camp. He was one of the fastest outfielders at the showcase, showed a good arm, and actually did the standing broad jump at 9 feet 9 inches. He got a campus tour and an offer from this school that day. His running times were within tenths of a second of any of their current players, and the standing broad jump was farther than any of their current players. I'm hitting on Sutton's metrics because his speed and athletic skills are his selling points. He is still growing and getting stronger, but for right now his speed is his biggest asset for the outfield play for bunning, hitting, and base running. Sutton did two more unofficial visits and got offers from those two schools also. These three schools were all in the NAIA class and were two to three hours from our home, and all the costs of going to college there were very similar. He decided to fill out the admissions application on two of the schools, and when he got the approval packet from Columbia College, he decided that that was the best choice. So Sutton texted his coach to see when they could talk on the phone about Sutton attending Columbia. They talked briefly and the coach had to visit with the admissions office to get the academic scholarship amount and finalize the athletic scholarship package. Sutton and the coach set up a phone call on a Tuesday at 4 p.m. to get the scholarship package and to make sure both Columbia wanted Sutton and Sutton wanted to go to Columbia. I don't know if Sutton was anxious or nervous at any time on that Tuesday, but I know that I was. I ended up playing golf with a friend that has a son that was in the process of committing to play basketball at an NIA school. So when Sutton texted me and I saw, I committed, I thought to myself, well, that just happened. Even though I knew that the commitment was going to happen, it is never good to assume until the words come out of both the coach's mouth and the student-athlete's mouth. So, here we are. Sutton has his college future set up for next fall and the Hanks family will be moving from a family of Tigers to a family of Columbia Cougars. I'll give you an update on Sutton's National Letter of Intent signing and how Sutton prepares both academically and athletically for his college future. A big factor in getting ready for college is to finish strong in high school and in the classroom and on the field. But for now, we will celebrate a goal that was hit by Sutton by finding a college, a coach, and a baseball program that fits his parameters to continue his college education and baseball playing career. Back on episode 265, I started a series from the Recruit Me 3.0 athletic scholarship system. Appendix F of the Recruit Me 3.0 system is how to study and make the most of your time. We have covered the value of a schedule, when to study, where to study, The SQ3R method of study, reading tips, taking notes tips, and taking exam tips. Last week I covered how to take the essay exam. Today we cover writing themes and reports. Writing themes and reports. Reviewing the topic. Students usually have some freedom to choose the subject of themes or reports. When you make this choice, be sure that the topic is acceptable to the teacher and is as interesting to you as possible. Another consideration is that of the availability of resource material. Your task is made much easier when there is a good amount of reference and resource material available. Using correct punctuation and grammar. As in writing essay questions, good grammar and punctuation are a must. Most students use their computer to write papers. Be sure to use the spell checker that almost all computers have built in. Many computers also have some sort of grammar checker. Learn to use the grammar checker as it can point out serious flaws in your writing and help you become a better writer. Most grammar checkers explain the grammar rules that apply to suggested corrections in your writing. Gathering materials before you write. Before you begin writing, assemble the materials you will need. Use index cards, notes, bibliographies, summaries, reports, and reviews as part of the preparation process. Using index cards for reference is an excellent way to organize your materials. Computer database programs can also help you classify and organize reference materials. Preparing an outline and writing the paper. Once you have your topic, have gathered and organized your materials, it is time to outline your paper. Put your outline on paper. Don't make the mistake of trying to keep everything in your head. Make your outline in the form of main headings or ideas with subheadings, fleshing out the flow of the paper. Use the outline as a guide to begin writing as you ask yourself what the paper is going to say and what conclusions you want to reach. Doing this ahead of time will help keep you focused and prevent you from straying away from the purpose of the paper. Making up the outline as you go almost always results in a less than satisfactory product. Writing is important in high school and is a key to success in college and in many professions. Becoming a good writer by writing, revising, and reviewing your work. Don't be afraid to ask other students to critique your work. Try to write it in your own natural style. Be aware that most good writers go through many revisions and be prepared to do the same. Writing and test taking are the end results of developing good study skills. There's no magic formula for success. If you follow the suggestions in this guide, apply them and think about them. You'll have taken a giant step toward becoming a successful student. Join me for next week's episode and more powerful studying tips. These tips that we will go over have been proven to be extremely powerful guides for organizing, thinking, studying, and learning in college. They represent the best advice of successful college students. They can also work for high school students. We will have tips on study space, study habits, the classroom, preparing for class, test taking, and the final word. Thank you for listening to this episode and please share this episode with someone that's in the recruiting process and I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday on the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.